What's up, homies? What's up, homies? I'm Erica. And I'm Roshane. And as always, thank you so much for hanging out with us today as we get into another spooky movie. Today, we wanted to go a little light, a little silly, a little kooky, because what we've had two back-to-back more heavy-ish movies we did The Perfection, and then mm-hmm. we did The Purge, which was heavy and content but also just thematically and then we're keeping up with the p theme and going into piranha 3d today (laughs) to have a little bit of a break a little bit of a light break a little palate cleanser yeah a quick little palate cleanser and also too this feels like a very although this movie is spring break like it feels like summer it feels like a summer movie it does in fact feel like a childish gambino song (laughs) it 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 has the it has the summertime vibes it's got you know party people everybody getting drunk all that stuff so it it fit the theme i think of summertime we haven't gotten to do a summertime movie quite yet no we really haven't we haven't gotten too into summer-esque vibes and it's here it's out the world is summer now definitively i think everybody's (laughs) at least experienced one summer-esque day by this point and so it just felt like a great time to break that in to the podcast and break down a movie that has that same feeling. Because yes, this movie, we get boobs, beer, (laughs) bodies floating in the water. (laughs) All the bees that you expect (laughs) for the summertime. So it, it ticks off all of the boxes. And I've seen, this is a movie that I have seen many, many times before. I don't know what that tells you about me, but I have seen this movie many times. It tells me everything I need to know, actually, Erica. That is that is what I thought you would say. <laughs> have you you've seen this movie before, though, right? I don't know. Like, really? I, genu- I genuinely don't know. I don't think I've seen it from beginning to end ever. Okay. Um, but I've well, seen Piranhas tear somebody up on mm-hmm. screen before. And that's totally fair because I will say I don't think this is necessarily a movie you need to pay attention to. And you've probably just seen like scenes from it. I feel like for many people, they'll probably recognize the scene when we talk about it. But mm-hmm. maybe haven't seen this whole movie the whole way through. I do wonder, though, before we get into this movie, I do wonder if what you're thinking of is one of my favorite scenes. In any movie ever comes from the sequel, Piranha 3 Double D, where a character equips shotgun legs and <laughs> walks into a pool and starts shooting all of the piranhas with his legs. <laughs> and I've sent you that scene. Mm-hmm. We've we've watched that scene before. Yes, we've we've watched <laughs> that scene extensively. And I will say, I'll admit. I definitely thought that that scene was in this movie. Oh, were you disappointed? And I was a little disappointed (laughs) that it never popped up. But it's okay because there's far more things to talk about than shotgun legs. However, (laughs) 
I that is not what I was thinking of, but I'm glad that you brought that up. Okay. It was in my brain while watching. Yes. I was like, must be discussed. I already knew. <laughs> and to be quite honest with you, I also couldn't remember if that was in this one or the second one until mm-hmm. I saw that specific character and I was like, Oh yeah, this one sets up yeah. what happens in the second one. Mm-hmm. Um so yes, that was also a bit of a bummer for me because I do love that scene. However, yeah, yeah there's plenty of stuff in this movie to it's not the same level as shotgun legs but it's just as enjoyable so Mm -hmm. i think it's time for us to break this one down and and guys just strap in (laughs) because it's a it's a wild one (laughs) all right y'all we are entering into spoiler territory so you have been warned but today we are talking about piranha 3 D. This movie was directed by Alexander Aja, written by Pete Goldfinger and Josh Stolberg, starring a pretty hefty cast, but including Elizabeth Shue as Sheriff Julie, Ving Rames as Deputy Fallon, Jerry O'Connell as Derek, Stephen R. McQueen as Jake, Jessica Shore as Kelly, with guest appearances by Adam Scott, Richard Dreyfus, Paul Shear, Eli Roth, and Christopher Lloyd. Lake Victoria is the place to be this spring break as hundreds of partygoers flood the town in search of good times and wet t-shirts. Jake, son of the local sheriff, gets caught in the mix when a sleazy director asks for his help with the newest Wild Wild Girls video. Jake reluctantly agrees and the two set sail on a boat full of beautiful women. But what none of them know is an underwater earthquake has awakened a school of ancient, ravenous piranha and they are hungry. Insert wild, wild women, kind of douchey dudes, and an all-you-can-eat spring breaker buffet here. Our film concludes with the local authorities going to war with the prehistoric piranha and a beach bloodbath that will go down in spring break history. Also, you're missing my shot, Jake. Roll credits. Okay, before we get into it, I want to hit the homies with a little bit of a sprinkle of a of a hint to some upcoming things this month. I'm just going to throw this out here that this movie, there's an aspect of this movie that will clue you in to what we have planned for you guys later this month. That's all I'm going to say. That's all I'm going to say. <laughs> Very coy, very coy of very you. We like subtle, <laughs> a little mystery to solve. Uh, but I just wanted to throw it out there that um, we do have some exciting stuff coming up for you guys this month and this movie. If you wanted to check it out, not saying that you need to watch this movie because trust me, you don't. But like, <laughs> if you did, maybe you'd look. It'd be fun to have a little hint um, to look out for. True. Um, I really wanted to quickly ask you a question okay out of curiosity i was wondering did you ever have a fear of piranha no no 
No, piranhas didn't think about them. Well, but here's the, that's not entirely true. I did think about piranhas. However, I was never out. Couldn't find me on a lake. Couldn't find me on a river. So I didn't (laughs) think I'd ever be running into to to piranha because the thing about it is like water. Mm-hmm. I was very averse to water when I was younger, mainly because I couldn't swim and still mm-hmm. am very, very, very low proficiency in swimming. So like Amen. being out in water and like the creatures that come with water, I never really worried about them because I knew I wasn't going to be out there. So I wasn't really worried about sharks or piranhas or things like that. I will say, I think I went through a period of time when I was younger where I would maybe worry that for some reason there would be one in a pool, like a rogue (laughs) alligator, or if someone decided to dump their piranha in a pool. But even then, I wasn't worried about it because I wasn't the first person in the pool. You know, I figured someone else would, I would see someone else being attacked first. Mm-hmm. And I'd say, I'm not going to go in there. So <laughs> I wasn't too worried about it. Why were you? <laughs> oh, yeah. Like, on the flip side, I was <laughs> really? a very, yeah, I was such a fearful kid, dude. And it's such, thinking back, it's such a nonsensical fear. But for some reason, the idea of piranha to me as a kid just freaked me out. Like, the idea of just being, like, eaten by a yeah. school of very tiny fish, I was not about that. Like, I actually think there was a, it was a short period, but there was a period of time where I was far more afraid of being eaten by a piranha than by a shark. Don't know why, Mm. no rhyme or reason to it, but I distinctly remember having that feeling as a kid. Piranha seems more painful because I think with a shark, you have this idea that it'll happen fairly quickly. If Mm -hmm. a shark got you because they're bigger, that maybe a couple chomps and you're probably if nothing else at least blacking out but right piranha seems as though it would take some time because it'd be little tiny bites yeah but even thinking back though same as you i was like i'm never checking for pools and going in water or going in lakes and stuff so i don't know what caused this fear of being destroyed by piranha fish but i just remember not fucking with piranha when i was it's, younger it's it's yeah it it is weird the, the things where you get scared even though you know that's never you don't even need to go it's it's the same thing with me when i was scared of texas chainsaw massacre but i'm like when am i in texas <laughs> leatherface ain't coming to colorado so why am i so upset but it's mm-hmm. these weird things where you just think if i ever happen to end up there if right. somehow I got thrown into the ocean, mm-hmm. am I going to be slowly devoured by tiny fish? I don't know. To be quite honest with you, I was almost more afraid of one of them like swimming into like my vagina or something, <laughs> which does happen in the sequel. I will say that. But <laughs> oh, that, no. that was a fear that I got from watching Animal Planet. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> But other than that, yeah, I wasn't really worried about them eating you. However, in this movie, these piranha, they're quick. It doesn't seem like it's, they're like, the quickness with which they pick these bodies clean Mm -hmm. is like, they're speed eaters. They are professional eaters. Yes, They're like those like guys who like take down 60 hot dogs to try and make a statement. Dip it in the water and they're like, Ooh! dip it in the and water, like, <laughs> suck it up. That's basically what these piranha are because, 
yeah, you can be in the water for maybe two seconds. And the next time that we see that swimmer, they are actually a skeleton. <laughs> Not a, <laughs> these babies are picking the bones clean. You would never worry about wasting food with them because they don't leave a single morsel of meat behind. <laughs> Uh, before we hop into the movie, just to like ease any minds who may be listening who are similar to myself that have a completely irrational fear of piranha. Um, one, you'll probably never run into a piranha. Mm -hmm. um, speaking from life experience, I don't know where you are in the <laughs> world, but I'm going to assume that you aren't going to ever run into a piranha. Um, yeah. But also, even if you did, um, they're not they're not dangerous to humans. Mm -hmm. Like. Piranhas don't kill people. Um, that is something fictional that we have created through the horror genre to scare ourselves. But do not fret if you, by chance, do run into a piranha in the wild. Um, unless it's a red-bellied piranha, you are fine. And even if it is, the most you'd suffer is probably like a nibble on mm -hmm. part of your body if they're really hungry but that's about it right i feel like you'd almost need to be more worried about like leeches or something like that yeah. than, than piranha and it's but also it's so funny when people are like it's only the gold spotted <laughs> piranha you need to worry like about like you're gonna or, notice yeah, when you're in the moment <laughs> yeah or when people like anthony will always say well it's only the diamond headed snakes that you need to worry about as if I would sit there and check for <laughs> the shape of a snake's face. I'm like, it's, I'm no, I'm already on the run. So I'm, I won't be checking for a red bellied piranha, although I'm sure it's very uh, distinct, but yeah, piranhas aren't really mu like most horror does. They make creatures much more vicious um, than they necessarily mm. are. But you know what? I ain't mad about it. Nah, 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 because they make for some pretty good killers in this movie. I give them that. They, they, <laughs> they do. Um, this these piranha are like they're wild. They they definitely give them a personality in this movie. There's a lot mm -hmm. of breaking the wall moments with these piranhas where they just stare into the camera lens and, and mm -hmm. almost like wink at you and go that's all folks before they <laughs> swim off <laughs> it's so true and if, funny enough i guess that talks to one of the big points about this movie is that this is a 3d movie this came out in 2010 right. mm -hmm. i don't know if we said that earlier but this was in the heyday of let's make everything 3d which, thank God, we are moving away from that. Like, I know yeah. we're still doing 3D, but, like, not every single goddamn movie is 3D now. But uh, there is a lot of, like Erica said, just shots of CG piranha looking at the camera in full 3D effect. Mm -hmm. And normally, that'd be a giant con for me, just, like, seeing this 2010-style 3D fish animation. But actually, because they gave them personalities, I was yeah. kind of okay with the CGI fish. Yeah, it's not bad. It's honestly, I wasn't mad at it. It fits the vibes of the movie. I've never, I did not see this movie in theater, so I didn't experience the 3D. Yeah, same. And maybe that also added a good vibe to it, but mm -hmm. I don't I don't mind it non-3D. Yeah, it's just like with these old older 3D movies, you can always tell every scene that was meant to be like a 3D moment, yeah. especially when you're watching it in 2D. You're like, oh, 
okay, I know what you're going for here. Yeah, it's very obvious. It's like the Friday the 13th movie that they did in 3D where every moment they're like just jabbing something sharp at the camera and you're like, like okay, yeah. yeah, they want me to put my glasses on here, but <laughs> it's not <laughs> it's not going to happen like that. But let me know. Hit me with the first note in your notebook. What's the first thing that you noticed about this movie? <laughs> Well, the first thing I have written down here is beer bottle ex machina, because the entire <laughs> plot of this movie seems to hinge on the fact that a single beer bottle is what took the bottom of this lake over the edge, right. causing a giant earthquake, releasing the swarm of ravenous piranhae. Yes. Piranha. Piranhas. Piranhas. Plural piranha. Yeah, a party of piranha. I, yeah, it seems like the bottom of this lake was hanging loosely by a thread. It's hanging on to its sanity by a thread because we start with Richard Dreyfus out mm -hmm. fishing on a little boat and also drinking. And he is the first victim of our prehistoric piranha because, yeah, they come out of this rift in the lake floor and we later find out basically there was a lake underneath the lake. And so they swim out from their lake and bas mm -hmm. basically whirlpool Richard Dreyfus around <laughs> in his boat um, before making him the first victim. I will say they didn't do a very good job of, of cleaning the bones on him. He was still mm -hmm. a little meaty when they pulled him out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was the appetizer, I'd say. They didn't, yeah. They didn't want to get full too quick. They knew. They knew that they were going out to dinner. That's fair. And I mean, he probably didn't taste. He probably tasted like PBR and <laughs> and sweat. So maybe they're like, old eh, man sweat. It's not like, my ah, favorite. We could do better than eh, this. <laughs> not my favorite flavor. <laughs> not what I was wanting when I first broke out of my prehistoric prison. Maybe right. we'll search for food elsewhere. <laughs> first meal out. Somebody gives you some like year old jerky. You're like, oh, yeah. what is this? <laughs> yeah. It's like Vienna sausages that they've had in their pantry for <laughs> 36 years. And you're like, I'm hungry, but <laughs> I think I would like to explore my options. My first mm -hmm. note was LMFAO because what a 2010 of like the best way to be transported back to the mid 2000s, I think, is to start your movie off with some LMFAO playing in the background. True. <laughs> <laughs> The uh, the soundtrack to the early 2000s, yeah. I want to say, or the mid-2000s. Yeah, definitely. And I will say, it's fun. Like, obviously, Richard Dreyfuss is a, it's a he's a great way to start this movie off. It's fun. Mm -hmm. But you also get, because first of all, it's a nod to Jaws, and it's just nice to see him. And it's so, it's so interesting, though, because I feel like having Richard Dreyfuss die and then have it immediately lead into like lmfao and the spring break montage you you immediately know what kind of movie we're getting into the tone is set right yeah. away but you're also have to prepare yourself for the fact that there's a lot of very well-known actors in this movie they're so this cast is stacked dude is, Act. This is a very expensive feeling cast. Mm -hmm. I that was one of my notes, not like my earlier notes, but like I 
think deeper into the movie, as more and more familiar faces start to pop up, I was like, God damn, how could they afford this many people? Granted, this movie, I guess, is estimated to have like a $24 million budget, which how they got that for a Piranha movie, beyond me. Yeah, I don't know. And also, too, it's I'm like, so how much were some of these stars receiving for Mm -hmm. these roles i mean granted richard dreyfus is not in it for very long he probably Mm -hmm. shot that in a day or two and we christopher lloyd isn't in it for very long but still at the time at that time adam scott was a pretty big name you have ving rames is in this movie much more than you would probably expect for him to be i think jerry Mm -hmm. o'connell was still a pretty big name at the time and elizabeth shue i think as well so it's just i don't know i don't know because the setting maybe it was maybe they were able to save quite a lot of money on the set the setting because Mm -hmm. it's all just outside it all seems like it's legitimately happening at like some lake in a town yeah true but i mean you gotta think about paying for like all the extras like all the boats and ships that they had like paying for the cgi now granted like having having the director of alexander like we have somebody who has done some box office you know uh success so far Mm -hmm. Uh, you got high tension you got hills have eyes so it's like you have a you have somebody who does have a bit of a repertoire directing this so i think that probably gave them some leniency with the budget they're like Eh, this will make money so we don't mind throwing money at it i understand that bit but it's just still surprising when you're watching and you're just seeing all these people and you're like you were in a piranha movie (laughs) yeah they just keep popping up and it's just i I watched this movie with one of my friends and legitimately every single time a person popped up on screen she was like what huh (laughs) what how (laughs) yeah and i was like yeah it's it's stacked we've got we got quite the cast here and now correct me if i'm wrong but this is so there's an original piranha movie and then there is a remake to that original piranha movie and then we have this which is the third remake Mm -hmm. of the original piranha movie right right right. and all of the movies have always been b horror comedies so they are continuing that although this is an updated version of that original of those original ones they're still continuing this comedy aspect of it and definitely continuing the b horror aspect of it as well Mm -hmm. it's meant to be cheesy and schlocky and ridiculous it's completely everybody is leaning into that everybody knows what kind of movie they are in and Mm -hmm. that's honestly the best way i think to approach a piranha movie i think the original the original had the right idea with (laughs) going into it kind of knowing that the premise is already fairly ridiculous and so they continue to lead into it it is very interesting to see this sort of a tone and this sort of a movie from this director because the movies that I had seen previously were much more serious, much more gritty and dark. And yeah. then you see this movie and you go, huh, huh, I, okay, yeah, sure. That's, that's, that's a lot of boobs. That's, that's a, lot, a of lot of boobs. I got <laughs> a lot of boobs in my face. And, I, and it's 2010, so the lines 
you're not going to get any comedy from the lines, at least not for Mm-mm. me. All the comedy comes with the piranhas and the situations more so than any of the lines that are written because a lot of it just does not hit. There, Especially this little sister character and the amount of times that she says boobies. I hate when writers write little girls to comment on other women's boobs it's like always been a pet peeve of mine that's all Mm -hmm. the little sister does in this movie for this one character of danny and it just it just makes me cringe it reminds me of it's also my least favorite moment in hocus pocus where danny is like oh you have nice yabos or whatever she says to that girl and because mm-hmm. it just i'm like because uh, i'm like why are you uh, it makes it sound like they're like cartoon gumdrops affixed to this woman's <laughs> chest gumdrops. like i'm like what why and it's the same in this one everything is just makes me like most of the lines from her are just so obviously written by adult men who yeah have never had to write for like an eight-year-old girl before <laughs> It's so true. Yeah, the the script for this one is not strong by any means, but I don't think you go into this movie Mm-mm. thinking that it's going to have a strong script. Um, I have a note later on that was, I wonder how many of these boob lines were written and then how many of them were ad-libbed. Um, I think that was specifically talking about like the wet t-shirt contest. When... Oh, that Eli Roth is the announcer <laughs> yeah. for. <laughs> yeah, I was like, how many of these lines were on the page and how many of these were just Eli Roth going full spring it, break mode? It feels like Eli Roth. There's one line that's like where he's basically telling them to shake their butts and he says something like, let's uh, give me that Willy Wonka in the chocolate factory. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Lake Victoria, ready for some titties? workshop that one a little bit more but that's what makes that what's those that is what leads me to believe that perhaps they just said okay eli just kind of do whatever you, you do. want yeah come up with a couple like quick one-liners and mm-hmm. we'll insert them wherever i yeah, it was funny i have written down here that i remember a time when all i wanted in life was to go to a crazy spring break party same and then now watching this movie, I realized that is like the least or that is the last thing that yes. I want to do. The last place you want to be. It's the same. I remember when I was <laughs> younger, I thought, oh, man, it'll be so fun when I'm older and I can go off to a huge spring break hotspot and just mm-hmm. party. 
and never did it, but it also seems like a horrible time. Personally, for me, (laughs) it does not seem like I would have the best of times. Yeah, because just like everybody's just so belligerent, like it's so loud. And this is my age just showing at this point. But (laughs) I'm just like, this doesn't seem enjoyable. Like, I know that the these characters are having fun here, but I would go there, look around and probably leave pretty Pretty quickly yeah and i think i do think it would be fun if i went with a group of people and we just kind of did whatever we did but you don't normally see that normally you see people where they go as a a go solo to meet people there or it's maybe Mm -hmm. like two people and they're going and then they meet people along the way that to me sounds miserable i would hate to go with like only one friend and we go Mm -hmm. we'll just We'll just see what happens and have to talk to people there that I don't know. That's what makes me feel sick. But I think if I went with a group and we just kind of like stayed within our own thing and had our own little area, maybe it wouldn't be too bad. This particular spring break on what's it called? Lake Victoria, though. This seems this seems like chaos. Yeah, absolute absolute chaos. chaos. (laughs) Nobody is listening to anything that's happening. And everybody just looks so sardine packed into every (laughs) area that they're in. So that to me sounds not great, like a not great time. Look, the the moment I hear spring break for the 10th time, I'm probably <laughs> slapping somebody straight I'm, up. I, I couldn't do it. I'm on the move and it just seems <laughs> so hot and just, oh and gosh, gross. and sweaty. Uh, apparently from the IMDb, I forget who it was, but somebody talked about it. It may, it may have been Adam Scott. Don't quote me on that. But somebody mentioned that like filming this movie was a little bit rough because it was just so hot. It where they were like filming, mm-hmm. which I imagine that can't be fun, especially being in the the water with like a bunch of floating prosthetic bodies covered yeah. in fake blood and whatnot. Like it may have been a little rough during some of the filming. Yeah. Yeah. It, it seems like it was rough because, yeah, it <laughs> definitely does look hot. It's a lot of water. I imagine that these extras just spent a lot of time just bobbing around around in water water, yeah which also would not be a fan (laughs) the funnest time for me personally but um, but then again maybe they enjoyed being in the water because it was so hot maybe that was refreshing to them and then the people who were like up on the boats and stuff didn't have that same moment to like cool off but yeah because they're you're right there are a lot of extras in this movie a lot and it's so fun to watch the extras in the background and just see what everyone <laughs> decided to do. Cause you can tell, you know, their note was probably just your drunk college kids do that. And mm-hmm. it's very interesting to see how wild some of the people went with it. Cause there's some people you could tell were like, okay, I'm just going to be a little bit more restrained and casual. And then there are other people who were basically like, I'm milking this. For every <laughs> cent that I can get out of it. Yeah. So yeah, watch the crowd. It's quite fun. <laughs> it's quite fun. And <laughs> I'll give them I'll give them this is they they the extras did capture the essence of spring break very, mm-hmm. very well. Despite my disdain for the spring break party lifestyle, I think that this movie does capture what it looked like very well. Mm-hmm. Agreed. Yeah, it definitely feels like a legitimate party. 
and mm-hmm. all of these kids do look feel like they're just out there for spring break. And so let's talk about let's get into the character, our main, I guess, storylines throughout mm-hmm. because there's dueling storylines happening with the different characters. So our main one, it covers Jake and Kelly and Mm -hmm. their story with Derek, who is played by Jerry O'Connell, who seems like he is having a freaking blast. But I think it it's probably very fun to play a character that a is different than yourself i hope this is different than who he has as who he is as a person (laughs) and two that you don't normally get cast to play because as far as i know at least from the movies that i've seen him in jerry o'connell usually plays more of the all-american boy right kind of a kid and maybe i'm just equating him to the character he played in scream 2 but i do feel like that character that he played is a little bit more of where he usually falls in line, except for maybe in Kangaroo Jack. I think he was maybe a little sleazy in that movie, but I haven't seen that since I was a wee child. So same. <laughs> I don't quite recall, but he true classic, <laughs> true classic. <laughs> but he plays uh, the director, or I guess the creator of the wi- Wild Wild Girls, which is a play on Girls Gone Wild. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um. Yeah, so they have a whole off story with the two wild, wild girls, and it's Derek and Jake, and then the cameraman who are supposed to kind of go off and get some footage, and then Kelly shows up and kind of crashes the party and decides that she also wants to go. How did you feel about this whole little, their little side quest and these characters? Ah, man, it's hard. Cause it's like, it's the main plot of the movie. Yeah. But I just, so it's not specifically with this side quest, but it's just across the board with this movie. A difficulty I had was connecting to literally any character. Like I like all of the characters, like for the most part, are unlikable and like minus maybe Jake and his family. Mm -hmm. But the the Kelly Jake dynamic. Oh, my God. I just didn't get it. It makes I just didn't understand. I, I felt nothing between them at any point in the movie. It makes no sense. Yeah. So you're right. It I. Jake and his family are meant to be our main characters that I think you are supposed to care about. I like his mom. I like Sheriff Julie. And then Mm -hmm. surprisingly, the only other character that I kind of gave a shit about was Danny, one of the wild, wild girls, who Mm. is the first one that meets Jake. She's also the one that his little sister talks about her boobs, Laura. She's also the one that Laura is talking to. But Danny, to me, actually is one of the best characters in this movie true because she's a sweetheart she's a sweetheart yeah it's like she you meet her and she seems a specific way but she's very sweet throughout the movie she's very understanding and mm. she is very like she's very friendly to jake and is one of the few people that picks up on the fact that jake likes kelly and kind of like reads into that whatever yeah Yeah, yeah, yeah. tries to play matchmaker a little bit and i actually danny's the only character where when she dies i'm i'm bummed because i truly feel like she deserved to live (laughs) um but i agree 
Kelly is so annoying to me in this. Could not stand her. She's the worst because (laughs) she is very judgmental. Immediately, she is making fun of Crystal and Danny just because they want to do this wild, wild girls thing and mm-hmm. and is kind of dismissive of them and almost treats them like they're these bimbos just because they like to, that's what they want to do. It's like, girl, what are, get, what? Why are you being so annoying? And then she likes, we don't really get too much of how her and Jake know each other i mean obviously they know each other from growing up but we don't really get how connected they are like how much of a how much of that friendship is like how long they've been friends like none of that is is given like her mom or his mom makes a reference to knowing her so like his family does know her so yeah i'm under the impression that they're childhood friends or whatnot but still Still, yeah, like the way that sh- they interact with each other, it's hard to tell. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't feel like that because it seems like maybe they were childhood friends. She went to a different college and and like that, they split up and maybe only see each other when they come back home. They mm-hmm. didn't. She he didn't know she was coming home for spring break. She's dating some other guy who's an asshole and then breaks up with him. And she gets mad at Jake because Jake is going on this boat with with Derek and them to just Mm -hmm. to show them around. Like literally that's the only reason that Jake is going with them. And it's like Kelly gets mad at him and keeps getting super jealous and keeps doing stuff just because she's mad at him, like just to be petty and making him feel bad. It's like, Kelly, you literally had a boyfriend yesterday and she, and Jake keeps making this comment like, Oh, Kelly's not my girlfriend. She can do whatever she wants. And every time he says that Kelly gets super heated, impressed I'm like, why are you mad at him? I don't understand. (laughs) I don't understand. I get you like him, but I don't know why you like him. And I I, I get why he likes her. I can see that it's kind of like he's had a crush on her probably for a long time and just hasn't done anything about it. Kelly, I don't get why she likes Jake. I don't know where this crush has come from because she doesn't seem like she really kind of gives a fuck about him for the majority of the movie. That's what, then, that's what I'm saying. It's like, I like, does she have a crush on him or is she just kind of yeah. being there, um, seizing an opportunity to have some fun? Have, yeah. Post a breakup, breakup, which is fine. But and, and that's what it feels like. That's what she feels like. Cause she's just like, OK, I'm going to have a good time. I'm going to have fun, which is great. Mm-hmm. I'm like, yeah, that's that- awesome. Then they should have just done that. It feels like they tried to write her in as like she has like she's always liked jake or something but it Mm -hmm. didn't make sense yeah like the through line of her dumping her douchebag and deciding you know what i'm gonna party for the spring break i'm gonna go on this wild wild girls boat i'm gonna do some stuff it's me time i'm totally okay with that Mm -hmm. fine live your life do what you want to do but yeah it's the kind of like stringing jake along portion of it that i don't understand like there was this in between of like they are love interest to they want nothing to do with each other. And I just didn't understand like what the dynamic was supposed yeah. to be. Cause every time sense. like they got coupley, I'm like, why? Yeah. For what? Like when, when have we seen this for the rest of the movie? For what purpose? And like Kelly's just there being a menace, just making Jake, <laughs> Jake's getting stressed out. And it's, and it's, uh, yeah. I'm like, if you were just going on this boat to have a good time and whatever, great. 
It's just the fact that through the entire time that she's, that's what makes her annoying is they writ, they wrote her in a way where the entire time that she's on the boat, she's just being petty. And yeah. if she, if she legitimately was just on the boat to have fun, I would have liked her character way way more because she mm. would have just been a girl who's trying to have fun on spring break and yeah maybe her and jake have this underlying thing but that's not her purpose there but instead of doing that she's just like running around being a menace to society disappearing off of her to her like her little floating life, tube life yeah her or, yeah, what her are those called her tube boat <laughs> her, her she was like floating on the water in this tube and then just disappears <laughs> yeah her inflatable tube just disappears is gone jake is screaming calling for her she doesn't answer he jumps in the water swims all the way over to her tube thinking that she has perished in the sea and then <laughs> kelly just shows up on the boat and she's like, uh, what are you, yeah. why are you being such a weird, yeah. weirdo guy? She's like, like, you missed the finale because the girls were like naked in the water, like doing, <laughs> doing like synchronized swimming <laughs> mm -hmm. underneath Which, the water. <laughs> nakedness aside, it was kind of like a cool scene in a way. Yeah. Like it was, I like that it leaned a little bit into artsy and wasn't fully just wild, wild girls. Yeah. Um, though I was not expecting it to be completely bare. That caught me by surprise. It's yeah, it like they play this in like classical music in the background <laughs> and it's it's kind of beautiful, which makes it really funny because it's just so random in the it's movie. It's so random, but it's like when we're watching it as the audience, it's kind of like this beautiful water dance and then it's intercut by going back to like Derek and his cameraman being like, yeah. yeah, yeah, get that shot. Yeah, get the get the boobies. Yeah. yeah, don't 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 miss that booty shot. Being like super sleazy. Also, too, Jake is the worst at lying because this leads this is split by another side plot where he mm -hmm. was meant to be babysitting his two younger siblings and right. he paid them to stay home, but they of course did not stay home. They decided rather than fish at the lake. That they literally live, like their house is on the lake, basically. Like they had to go into their backyard and they would have been fishing in the lake. They decided that that was too busy. So instead they row their canoe or their kayak or whatever over to the smallest island in the middle of the lake that nobody else is on, promptly lose the boat. And because they wanted to go fish over there, I'm like, that's the exact same lake. Yeah. Just slightly to the right. So why did you have to go there to fish? <laughs> and like this idea that it's too busy. is Like when we see them getting ready to leave, there is no one by Nobody. their part of the lake. <laughs> Nobody. Everyone else is in the spring break section. Like wherever they're located is very far yeah. away from all of the party goers literally nobody there because they're on their property yeah and it's like <laughs> 10 miles down the road is where all the spring breakers are none of them are fishing so i was like are you guys uh, anyway so Look, they, i've never seen two children get lost for plots so hard so in my entire hard life. they wanted to be lost so they <laughs> they go blue lagoon themselves on this like little island in the middle of the lake because but jake like Jake's mom calls him to check in because he wasn't mm -hmm. answering the house phone. Why did Jake stay down the below <laughs> while Derek's screaming ass, 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 show me ass. And, and Jake doesn't 
move <laughs> like away from that <laughs> no he like slightly covers the <laughs> yeah. mouth part of the phone so that they won't like his mom won't hear the very loud shouting of this porn director yeah. in the background uh mom hey um what, what, what's going on over there because you know there's nothing really happening fishes. down here well then how come you didn't pick up the home phone you know i've been trying to reach you <laughs> well, I, yeah, I'm sorry, we've just been outside, but I can uh, spin up, Crystal, I, I can go get them if you need me to. No, no, that's okay. Oh, my God. What? Uh, I, I, nothing, nothing. It's just the, uh, it's just the kids. They're, uh, they just pushed the tent outside, and I, 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 and it's just really nice to see them to see them playing with each other. Put your ass on the glass! Put your ass on the glass! Yeah! You're oh. cho cho Jake, is someone there with you? Get in there, get in there. Yes. No, 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 it's just the, uh, it's... Yeah, he, he decides to leave at the very end because he's like, whoa, it's kind of loud in here. But basically, the cameraman and Derek are just over there screaming the whole time. Just like, yes, yes, give it to me. Ah, ah, yes, <laughs> yes, kiss her. Blah, 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 and like doing all this stuff. And then Jake is like, maybe I should leave. So, but the mom calls him to say, stay off the lake because the other, our third and final subplot is that the mom who is the sheriff has been investigating what is going on in the lake. It's kind of, it's kind it's Jaws. Like basically Jaws. <laughs> the lake is infested with the piranha. She wants to close the lake down. And then Ving Rames, who I guess is like her deputy, is yeah. basic, basically says, we can't really close the lake down now. It's like, it's way too like everyone, busy. Yeah, mm -hmm. everyone's already here. This is like our money-making right. portion of the year. At this point, there's nothing we can do, which I think is fair. Uh, like there are certain movies where I think to myself, no, just close down the lake. That is the right move. But given the situation that's presented here, it does make sense that mm -hmm. closing the lake wouldn't work because I'm pretty sure the party goers would just go on the they, lake anyway. Yeah, they don't give a fuck because we see that later in mm -hmm. that once things really start popping off, all of the, the whole police department goes out and tries to shut down the party. Nope. Nobody listens. Every mm -mm. single person stays out on the lake. So he she says something and or he says we would it would be better to drain the lake or it'd be easier to drain the lake or something. But that doesn't really come back <laughs> that or but I guess you can't drain a lake. So maybe he was being facetious. But um, <laughs> but yeah, so they're like and I like their side plot because that's where we get all the information from because mm -hmm. basically the next day after she discovers richard dreyfus's body they call in a an expert crew who are like their expertise is in fish or something i don't know <laughs> they're they're not marine biologists they it, they they're call like in the experts i think yeah. that's all we gotta say <laughs> they, they call in the a team which is headed by adam scott and <laughs> <laughs> um, who's playing novak can i just say on a list of people that i had that i thought would have a huge action hero moment 
Adam Scott was not on that was list. Was not on that <laughs> list at all. And dude, it looks so strange seeing him in an action star moment. The whole time he's on that, he's on that uh what jet is it, that jet ski with the shotgun. I'm just like, you look so out of place, Adam Scott. I'm sorry. I know you're having a blast doing yeah. this, but I just can't, I can't. <laughs> can't believe this <laughs> but what they gave him to do was also preposterous because he'd yeah later on during the huge spring break blowout where all the pranos are having a feeding frenzy adam scott takes it upon himself to hop off of the sheriff's boat hop onto a jet ski and presumably what he is trying to do is quickly pick up people and get them to safety however like he will pick someone up, scoot them about two feet closer to the shore, and then promptly just like whiplash them off of the jet ski and say, <laughs> swim to shore, get out of the water. And I'm just thinking, they could have done that themselves. I feel like you should get them a little bit closer to the shore. And then in between that, he will perfectly aim into the water and hit a piranha. Only a piranha. Never a person. They, yes, yes. The multiple times we see people shooting shotguns into the water or any sort of ammunition into yeah. the water, never a person do they hit. No, no. They have perfect aim on these very quickly moving piranha. I mean, Sheriff Julie hits one with a stun gun. <laughs> Perfectly. <laughs> In the water. Um, which maybe you could chalk up to there are so many that her just shooting yeah. blindly, she was bound to hit at least one. True. Um, I will say in that moment when she shot that into the water, I expected a much bigger um, cause and effect. I don't know, because it's like mm -hmm. electricity, water, conduction. I thought, oh, okay, she's being real smart here. She's about to take out like a whole flock with this somehow. I don't understand the science, but I'm here for it. She shoots it into the water. A single piranha explodes. Yeah, a single, a single stunned <laughs> piranha explodes. Yeah, that's true. I Yeah, there's a lot of stuff, though, with electricity in this, because I also thought, so when the wet T-shirt stage tips over and it starts mm -hmm. sparking, I thought a bunch of people were going to get electrocuted. I thought yeah. we were going to see a bunch of deaths just from that, but then also maybe a bunch of piranha would get electrocuted. Mm -hmm. No, instead, when the stage tips over, a loose wire ricochets around and severs two women in half. But <laughs> it does make sure to clear the bikini line so that their bikinis fall off and their boobs are exposed as their bodies split in half. <laughs> so lucky us. <laughs> lucky us. There are so many. Okay. Um. Because the plot of this is kind of thin, um, you can really chalk it up to piranhas appear, mm -hmm. um, police investigate, son gets stuck on a boat with sleazy douchebag, mm -hmm. and then piranha eat 90% yeah. of the spring breakers. And, That's the plot of the movie, and basically. Chris Christopher Lloyd uh, is the piranha expert who tells us what happened. And Doc gives us all of our yes. piranha exposition. Yes. Um, <laughs> as as we need, as we love to hear from him. I loved <laughs> having him as our piranha expert. <laughs> I did too. I I also love that he's just literally Doc, but yeah. in a different setting. Oh, yeah. And I was like, this is fine. I'm this, okay with this. This is fine. And I thought it was sweet because... That him and Elizabeth Shue got reunited because obviously she, she was also in the 
uh the sequel and the third and back for, to the, the future one, yeah. and i was like that's kind of cute that they're like back together again <laughs> in, this, in a in totally yeah, <laughs> yeah. <piranha> movie. <laughs> in a very random way where he's explaining that these piranha are like two million years old <laughs> and that they are the, the original piranha, the original like, these piranha. Are the first piranha not only that but they fight club every night just to survive <laughs> <laughs> they they have to fight to the death because they've been eating each other and I'm like, how mm -hmm. are there still so many of them? <laughs> and all they do is eat each other. That's their only source of food for but, two million years. <laughs> right. But so plot isn't the big thing here. The thing that you watch Piranha 3D for is for boobies and for blood. Mm -hmm. And so I'm curious, what were some of your favorite bloodbath moments? Okay. The moment that makes me laugh out loud every single time is when Derek gets pulled back <laughs> when Derek gets pulled out of the water and his legs have been picked clean so he has the top half of his body is completely normal and then his legs look like like Voldemort when he was all like shriveled up and he was being cradled like a baby that's legitimately what Derek looks like because because <laughs> later Jake picks him up and like cradles him in his arms and his legs are just like flapping in the wind oh my god it's so funny it's so funny and then and we have to because we're talking about that we have to talk about the penis moment because of course of course Derek says Jake they took my penis and then <laughs> It goes down into the water, and we do see his penis floating in the water. A piranha, two piranhas fight over it, and then the piranha that gets it spits it out at the camera and then looks into the camera like, get a load of this dick, and then, like, <laughs> swims away. <laughs> Bruh, I don't remember the last time I've laughed so <laughs> It is truly, it is truly one of the highlights of this, of this it film. Is, it, it was worth watching the entire movie just for that moment because it's like Derek has been such an asshole and yeah. so you're waiting for him to die. Like you want it, like you're craving it. And the fact that he dies this slow, embarrassing death is just so goddamn satisfying. Yeah. We we can't explain it. You have to see it. Like, yeah. it is a visual thing where you just have to see those. <laughs> you have to see those legs. And yeah, it's crazy. Derek's evolution through this movie is nuts because he does start out as just a very sleazy guy and then there's a switch in this moment i suppose around the time that he snorts cocaine where he goes insane he like becomes crazy like a crazy dictator on this boat and is running wild he like chokes jake out and then yeah. immediately Which Jake stalls takes the boat. that moment very, very casually being choked out by a guy he met yesterday. It's fine. Yeah. Jake's like, what are you going to do? Sometimes you're the choker. Sometimes you're the chokey. Like, I'm like wait, <laughs> call your sheriff mother. Because at that point, he's told him that his mom is a sheriff. And yeah, he, Derek gets cuckoo bananas by the towards the end, right before he dies. He's like on this huge power trip before he falls off of the boat and then we are greeted again by him uh yeah when he's pulled out of the water after being halfway eaten 
by the piranha. <laughs> but yeah, that with is his chicken bone legs. With his chicken bone legs. <laughs> that is one of my favorite movies in this or favorite moments in this movie by far. I I will throw some runner up gruesome moments in there. I love the hair scene with Todd on yeah, the boat. Yeah, yeah. Where uh, Kelly's ex douchebag boyfriend Todd is in the midst of the bloodbath scene, which the bloodbath scene is cool in the sense that despite this being a B horror flick, we do have a director who is known for having grotesque looking horror mm -hmm. in their films. So they do a very good job of making that scene brutal. Like people yeah. are dying very brutal deaths and mm -hmm. getting ripped to shreds. And there's a lot of practical effects with body parts like lying around. I think the crew said that they estimated around 75,000 gallons of bl fake blood were used for mm -hmm. that sequence. Mm -hmm. Like it, 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 it's huge. It's huge. But um, going back, Todd has had enough of seeing people getting eaten. He wants to drive himself to freedom. So he hops onto a motorboat and he's just straight up plowing through people to try yeah. and get to the shore. Like he is running people over left and right until at some point the boat stops because it gets caught in this girl's hair. The propeller gets caught in her hair mm -hmm. and she is in the water screaming my hair yeah. my, my hair like, my fucking hair that's all that's the only line they gave her to say so she just keeps screaming that over and my over again and todd not giving a single fuck about anything other than survival continues to rev the engine until mm -hmm. the propeller clean pulls both yeah. her hair and half of her face yep. off of her body and it's, then yep. promptly tips over and Todd dies. Yeah, it's like Todd, Todd does all that. He freaking scalps this girl. And then immediately after, everybody capsizes the boat. And then he dies. <laughs> so it was like, well, was it worth it? <laughs> was think, it worth it? I don't think so. That, so. <laughs> that moment was pretty nuts. The girl pair, oh, oh, what's yeah. that called? Uh, parachuting or parasailing? Par I'm not sure. Parasailing parasailing mm -hmm. yeah there's a girl who is topless parasailing who <laughs> gets lowered yeah. into the water and gets her legs chewed off which i thought yes. was a very funny but gruesome moment and that scene is so ridiculous because yeah first it starts with she's just parasailing everything's fine her boobs of course are out as as you expect and so because they're out derek has tasked jake with filming her and this is the first time where Derek is just makes no sense because Jake pans away from her for two seconds and Derek runs up going, you missed my shot, despite the fact that her boobs are still very much out and he gets mm -hmm. like full footage of that. And so he freak he's freaking out about that. And then there's the three guys on the boat and she's like, hey, ha, yeah, pull me up. And they're just standing there like, <laughs> like laughing. And then she starts getting attacked and she starts screaming, pull me up. And they're still standing there going, what? what? And then you see all the blood surround her. And it's then like, pull, me pull me up. And then they finally start to drive the boat. And then, yeah, her leg, she comes up and you see that she's just half a person now half a human and then we don't cut back i love though that we don't cut back to the guys on the boat it just com it completely cuts away from that scene after that yeah we like, just move on <laughs> yeah, we just like, move on <laughs> we just and like move on. 
somehow we just move on. There is straight up a corpse parasailing yeah, yeah. through the air, and we have no we we just have no consequence for that like no no one reacts to it we get no we get no closure <laughs> it on doesn't how matter that scene it doesn't matter it doesn't nobody matter. cares nobody cares that she's just because i'm like so what did they just drive the boat all the way back into the shore and go wow it's and it's so crazy because you see when there's that huge when it's a huge bloodbath there's so many people, and not even just then. There's a lot of times in this movie where they save people where you really, it's too late. Like, it's so yeah. obviously too late. The first time is when Adam Scott saves his, <laughs> tries to save his the other girl on his team. When he's pulling her up, <laughs> she is, up. she's ground beef in his hands. <laughs> like, she is like just shriveled and gone and he like throws her butt <laughs> he like throws her body on the boat and she's nothing like she is skeleton <laughs> but he is but he is adamant about like He's, get her on the I'm boat like, quick her, hurry up. up hurry up get her and then and sheriff julie's on there like sydney girl that's his bones like <laughs> Why did you have me save her? And then he get, and then I like when he gets on the boat and he goes, "Oh shit!" or like whatever he says. I also love it's it's so silly, but the fact that the piranha are so selective at times because yeah. when he goes to save her, he doesn't get a single nick. I don't no. think in that whole sequence, they are so focused on chewing up his his uh, coworker that. Yeah. He just gets out scot free. Yeah, he comes out Adam scot free. Yeah, he Adam comes out. He comes out totally unscathed, and that happens later when they attack the Spring Breakers. They swim by a bunch of people who are fully submerged in the water and go straight for a girl who's sitting in a tube, and mm-hmm. just just her butt is in the water, and they go yeah. straight for that booty, and they <laughs> like first start attacking her. Rather than any of the other people that were like like flapping, frolicking around in the water, but it's just so funny because when people after people start being attacked and people are being brought onto shore, there's a lot of people that people are saving. Where I'm thinking, uh, it's it's a wrap. It's yeah, you have saved twenty percent of this human being. You have like their severed head. And are that people that that girl where they're like pulling her on shore her and they pull and her they apart, pull her in half, and then the two guys just look at each other like, oh man, <laughs> like, <laughs> it's just so many people. Where at that point, I'm thinking once they start getting attacked by the piranha, I think um if they are not able to kind of like operate on their own, I think you might as well just leave them in the water. Yeah, you might as well just let them go. But it's just so interesting and wacky to see like so much gore. Yeah. Juxtaposed to how silly of a movie you're watching. You know what I mean? Like, it's just such a stark shift. And I do think they do a good job of like, despite the fact that it does get very gruesome during that moment, they do still find ways to throw in little bits of humor there. Mm -hmm. I think some of the humor comes from the ridiculousness of the gore, like the girl getting pulled apart or like homeboy walking with half a body on his shoulders um, as he's walking onto shore, like just looking through the crowd, as Erica said, um, 
If you were examining the crowd during the spring break scenes, I highly advise viewing the crowd during the bloodbath scene because it's just as enjoyable to see what all the extras are dealing with yeah. in this moment. Yeah. And so I'm sure you guys are wondering, um, Eli Roth gets killed because he gets squished between two boats and his head mm. gets splattered. Uh, so that's how Eli Roth dies. Ving Rhames. Mm-hmm. Uh, goes is helping people out of the water and he runs out of bullets so he grabs the propeller engine from a motorboat turns rips it, it on, off rips <laughs> it off and then just starts mowing down piranha <laughs> but as he's mowing them down you can see that he's like slowly getting shorter, <laughs> getting shorter. and shorter because they're eating his legs and then that is the last time that we see him in this movie but mm-hmm. that's a fun moment i like i like it's, that moment it's actually a re- it's a cool moment it's, it's, it's cool a cool him. enjoyable moment it's yeah. a li- like his reactions to being eaten are kind of funny but like yeah. it's a fun it's a fun hero's death in quotation marks right. like it, it's it's really cool he's a little relaxed about it it doesn't seem like <laughs> maybe his adrenaline is pumping through the roof but it definitely doesn't seem like those bites are really affecting him too too much nah, um, but, but he does tear through quite a few piranha in that moment he kills a lot he does take care of a lot and so this is the moment where unfortunately once we get kind of through this spring break bloodbath, we still have what, like probably 15 minutes left in the movie. And, yeah. But this, this to me is where the fun stops. Agreed. Agreed. So then you're like, now what? Yeah, because we have to we have to go back to our other side plot after all this happens yeah. of Jake being now stuck on a boat that got. Uh, what's the word? I don't know all these boat terms. Cap- capsized it's not, or not? Cap- or not capsized. Is it cap- no, it's not. It's just they're they they um they stalled the engine. So they stalled, they're stuck. Yeah, they stalled the engine, they got stuck, but then Derek in his rage pushed it too hard, so now they're like stuck on some rocks. So the boat can't move. Yeah, they're stuck on rocks and he broke the glass on the bottom of the boat on the rock. So now mm-hmm. they're sinking too. Yeah, so now they're sinking and for the most part, actually, everybody who got up to the top of the boat is fine. Mm-hmm. But Kelly, our love interest, is stuck at the bottom of the boat. Yeah. Which. I wish I cared. <laughs> I wish I cared. <laughs> but yeah, we have to. We now have to do the climax here, which is Jake needs to have his heroic moment to go and save uh, Kelly, which mm-hmm. by this point, um, Adam Scott and. And his mom have found them, have found the yeah. boat. Um, also, he found his brother and sister randomly at some point. They picked them up as well. Yeah, they um, So they're them. all on the boat, but Kelly's still below. And this is where I wrote in my notes. I don't know if Kelly's worth it, to be honest, uh, because I was so annoyed with, by this point, Kelly has talked a lot of shit to Jake, mm-hmm. almost puked in his mouth. Mm-hmm. Um straight up has basically been like look bro i'm just trying to have a good time i'm not interested Mm -hmm. but the moment she gets locked in the bottom of that boat the only thing that you are hearing from her every two seconds is jake hurry up jake save me jake come get me jake i'm like damn girl he doing his best like there's not the only way because the water has started to flood in 
So he can't traverse the water to her. And so he's the only thing that they really have is like a skylight above her, but it's not like it doesn't open all the way. And so he can't get it open. He's trying to get it open. She's just sitting there screaming at him. And then she he can't get it open. So he's like, we're going to have to figure something else out. And yeah, the whole time, Jake, hurry. I'm like, girl, he has his siblings to worry about. <laughs> like he's trying to do his best. Also, can we talk about the fact that cameraman Paul Shear just disappears? Right. He's just gone. What 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 happened to him? He's just gone. And when I say he's gone, guys, I mean from the moment that they crash onto the boat, it feels like he's been blipped out of this movie. <laughs> like he just is gone. It feels like they forgot that he was meant to be on the boat because nothing we don't see a fate from him and we don't see him get off of the boat. He is completely gone and nobody even comments on him. We it's so it's, it's so, so weird because we see Crystal and Derek die, and mm -hmm. so by the time that they come to save them, we are left with our family, Kelly and Danny, and the cameraman is gone. He is gone. I don't know what happened. I don't know if he I'm was like, unavailable for that day. <laughs> that's what I. That's what I think. I feel like maybe <laughs> it's like I gotta go shoot another movie, and they're just like. And uh, nobody will notice. <laughs> yeah, nobody will notice. And honestly, I this is the first time that I noticed, which I guess they were right because I didn't notice the other times that I've watched this movie. I feel like my brain just assumed that I saw him die. Mm -hmm. But no, we never we never saw that. I will tell you guys right now, he does make an appearance in the second one. I don't remember if they explain away why he was just fine and unscathed. Mm -hmm. Like, I don't remember if they have that conversation or not, but he is completely unscathed in the second one. That's so He's totally weird. fine. So it makes me feel like either they just forgot that he was on there or he was unavailable to shoot. And they were like, we'll just make it a joke in the second one. All right. So y'all may not know this because of editing, but took a quick pause because I needed to know in the moment. And you do see... You do see cameraman Paul Shear fall into the water. He does like very briefly. It's for a quick second. You see him drop into the water, but that's it. Yeah. That is it. That's the last time we see him. And it's like, why wouldn't they eat him? And that's like, that's what we mean. It's like, they just pick and choose sometimes who they want to go after. Cause he, when he shows up in the next one, it, he didn't get hurt at all. <laughs> mm -mm. Not even a single piranha came after him. So, <laughs> and that too. And that was another thing that is annoying is, Danny, so they have this whole plan. They connect the rope, which I don't think she would have made it with that throw she did. I don't think she would have reached the rope across personally. No. But with movie magic, she throws a rope to the boat and they like create basically a little clothesline between the two boats that they can then traverse across, like crawl across or hang across, I mean. And Danny goes first and then it's the two little kids and then Sheriff Julie. Why are the piranha jumping for joy, jumping six feet in the air to grab Danny and then immediately stop? Don't even try to get the kids. Sheriff Julie gets dropped all the way in the water. Nobody, the water. nobody comes for her. It's just Danny. Just Danny. I, dude, I have no idea. Um, But yeah, it's just, it's frustrating because like I said, Danny was the only character 
that I felt really connected to throughout this mm-hmm. movie. And the only one that I was thinking, oh, it would be really awesome if she makes it. And yeah. for some reason, of course, our family, our golden family has plot armor and therefore can make it across this robe completely unscathed while Danny must suffer because she went first. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Um, I'm not mad at the fact that Danny died, but I am mad at how we killed Danny. Yeah. I agree with you there. I think that that was an unfair death for such a well-rounded character in a sea of not rounded characters. Um, I think she she could have had something else as her moment to lead to her death. I feel like that, especially with what happens immediately afterwards with no one else <laughs> being attacked by the piranha, I was a little upset by that. Yeah. I'm like, come on now. She does. She deserved better, a more victorious death, maybe than that. But mm-hmm. then maybe we she, oh, yeah. go ahead. Uh, go ahead. No, go for it. Go for it. But no, then we get Jake, who has decided it's time for his big hero moment. Mm-hmm. Um, because Kelly is still down below fighting off piranhas with a frying pan, and <laughs> somebody needs to get down to her. And that's what I'm like, I don't understand because Jake ends up swimming down to her. He Mm -hmm. throws, he throws Derek's body. He cradles him like a little baby and throws him into the water and to distract the piranhas while they're snacking. So then he ends up swimming down to her. And I was like, why doesn't she just, why doesn't he just just tell her? Yeah. Why doesn't he just tell her, Hey, um, when we, I'm going to throw him. I'll give you the signal, swim out, and I'll pick you up onto the top of the boat or something. Yeah, seems way easier. And said he has to do it all. He mm-hmm. has to go down and save her. He sets this big trap that somehow ends up working miraculously. He basically, like, blows the boat up. Um, before he does it, though, they do need to kiss. Mm-hmm. Why? I didn't care. For why? I didn't care. <laughs> There's I a moment when he's care. like going down there and he literally says the line, what am I doing? Or like, yeah. why am I doing this? And I said, I'm thinking the same thing, Jake. <laughs> why are you doing this? I too would like to know. I wanted him to end up with Danny. I think that's the issue is I just wanted him to yeah. be with Danny. <laughs> and now I don't, I don't know how old Jake is supposed to be, but I guess we can assume he's late, like, high school graduate or like early college or something like that Mm -hmm. i don't know if we get an exact age from him but the age difference may have been kind of weird for me with them but at least like she was a much more compassionate human being to him and it would have been an interesting flip if kelly ended up dying and Mm -hmm. then he ended up you know finding at least a friend in danny Mm -hmm. um because i think that would have been a, a stark switch and something that people would not have been expecting. That's not something that typically happens in these kind of movies. So it would have been a nice, like, kind of gotcha moment of like, oh, you thought that Kelly was going to live through this? No, 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 no. Mm-hmm. She is fish food. Yeah. Uh, that could have been kind of cool. That would have been really cool. I would have liked that. But no, nah, he likes Kelly too much. Mm-hmm. They're old friends or whatever. So he goes, saves Kelly. They're all back on the boat. He's killed a bunch of piranha. However, there are still many left. Um, So they'll have to figure all that out. But I'm like, oh, that's easy. Just, you know, now you know to just explode, like throw dynamite in the water or something. And you'll probably kill a bunch of them. Right. And then 
we get a call from Christopher Lloyd who says, hey, these were the babies. They're not grown up yet. And then Adam Scott goes, huh, where are the parents? And then a giant piranha jumps out of the water and kills him. Mm-hmm. And then the movie ends. Uh, yeah, that seems about right. <laughs> That's another thing. I'm like, don't kill Adam Scott. You already, <laughs> you already killed Danny. And now you're going to kill Adam Scott. Don't do that. <laughs> it was so ridiculous that I honestly didn't mind nor care. I was like, you know what? Yeah. Sure. The moment he said that these were just the babies, I knew that we were going to get one last kill with the parents like it was so it was so obvious they were sending smoke signals that it was about to happen and then when the camera is just set on only adam scott you know immediately what's yeah. going to go down yeah it's like okay well you've had a good run you almost made it <laughs> to the end but we'll almost. see you next time you did get to have your action hero shot so we gave you that at least yeah yeah you got a good action moment but yeah, then that's the way that the movie ends. Uh, this movie is, it's fine. The thing about this movie is that it's so much, the fun of it is the moments with the piranha and the ridiculousness that comes with that. So it's all the moments in between that can feel like a slog because mm-hmm. you're waiting for something else to happen. You're waiting for someone else to be attacked and there's nothing, these characters are nothing. So... You don't have anything to hop on in the meantime. Whereas, yeah. not to say that it's the same thing, but if I'm comparing this to like another Animals Gone Wild movie, comparatively to Anaconda, because I think that Anaconda is also a ridiculous p- premise, but in between the Anaconda happening, there's enough stuff going on with the characters that even though you're waiting for the anaconda to come back, it's not that big of a deal. Same thing with um, Deep Blue Sea. It's yeah. like between the kills, you're at, there's something going on with the characters or like what they're doing is funny or something. And so you can you can hang with that. But the characters in this movie, besides like our big names, like obviously anytime a big actor pops up, I was like, oh yeah, cool. Besides them, like... There's not a lot going on here. This is not. No, there's really not. <laughs> and even like the some of the big names too. It's like I think you're excited because you recognize the face and who it is, but even their characters aren't necessarily doing all that much. Yeah. It's it's kind of ironic that a lot of the like plot pushing and like character development I think happens with like the sheriff and yeah. like those moments. Um but that's where none of the the gory horror movie fun is. So it's like, yeah, like you said, those moments in between really do feel like a bit of a chore. Like that, when we cut back to the boat and saving Kelly portion, I was shook that we still had that much runtime left. Um, And the movie's not even that long. It really isn't. But it feels longer than it is because there's just so much in between. Yeah. And it's like, I almost just wish everything took place in one location and everything wasn't so separate because like I said, this, the huge spring break moment is 
the moment that this feels like it's leading up to. So then to have a no, a whole other section of this story where you have to travel to them and figure all this out. It's like, it's just way too much. And it, and I was bummed cause I'm like, so Sheriff Julie, it like, I just feel like we should have seen the aftermath of that. I don't care about the aftermath on the boat. I care mm -hmm. about the aftermath of what's happening in that spring bake area. Because as far as we know, the piranha are still absolutely living their best lives over there, still <laughs> chowing down on people. And there's like havoc being wreaked over there. And so it's kind of a bummer when you see like that Sheriff Julie just leaves that situation. And then we yeah. don't get to see any more of that. And now it's all about her son and his friend who is trapped on a boat. And I'm like, this is not what I came here to see. Is really not like I when how did y'all keep y'all got trapped on the rocks? And that's another thing. I'm like, Jake, if you're so worried about the boat getting trapped, why wouldn't you steer the boat? You're the one who's lived here your whole life. Why do you keep letting Derek try and destroy this boat? You yeah. know what's going to happen if Derek continues doing what he's doing with the boat. And yet, just like being choked out by Derek, you just let Derek do whatever Derek yeah. wants to do. Full well knowing that Derek is doing wrong, my yeah. guy. Like, Jake, a little bit of backbone. Would Just have, a little bit. Would have really brought you far in this movie. And also, too, I do think the thing that they did with the kids was like a misstep. I don't get why they needed to be on that island. I thought that that was mm -hmm. just didn't make any sense. It feels yeah. like they just needed a reason for the boat to get to get stuck somewhere. Because I'm like, I feel like they could have. I feel like it would have been more fun if the kids had snuck out and gone to the spring break party rather mm. than them sneaking out, being isolated on this island for an hour and then just being picked up by Jake. Yeah, because then ultimately, too, in the in the last big moments, they're not even in no. any real danger ever. No. Like, they're fine the whole time. So it's like yeah. there's not even really a moment where you're afraid for the kids because they get out. Like, when the boat crashes, they get out before it floods. Yeah. When shit hits the fan they get across the rope and get to safety like they're never really in danger no. even in the moments where it's set up that they're supposed to be in danger you never feel like they're gonna get yeah. hurt it's I, a, I, if they didn't have the kids in the movie at all probably wouldn't have changed the movie very much everything would have been exactly the same it feels like they just had kids in there so you'd be like uh oh kids but i'm not thinking uh oh kids i'm thinking let's put these kids in some danger and they don't <laughs> really ever get there i almost feel like it would have been better if kelly and the kids switched places at the end yeah and the kids were trapped that would have been much bigger stakes for me much bigger and then i would have understood why jake was so like oh my god oh my god oh my god and why the mom was like oh my god i need to get over there because it's like yeah they're fine they get over completely unharmed and they're just big chilling for most of the movie. So yeah, they could have done something different with, with their side story because it feels a little, a little disjointed at the moment for them to just be stranded there. somewhere. Yeah. Yeah. Agreed. But again, plot points, not really what you're checking this movie mm -hmm. for in the grand scheme of things. Yeah. But that is Piranha 3D. Um, what are there's we have so many options. So, so many, many <laughs> options to rate this out of. Um, <laughs> so we can have we we have severed penises. 
We do. We have. Which I'm sure- I don't. I don't like that. I had to pause and think for a second. Of, if have we've done we that before, severed penises. That's why as I a metric yet. Wait, did we do that for spell? There was a severed penis in that movie. We we may we might have. I'm not sure. Let's veto it just to be safe. Yeah, just to be safe. I'm not entirely sure. I hate that. I hate that we have to. <laughs> we we should know. We're like, ah, we should have saved the severed penises. <laughs> I hate that we have to say, yeah, let's get rid of severed penises just in case we've said that before. <laughs> um, so let's do a different one. Um, uh, we yeah, have wet t-shirts, wet which t-shirts. is standard. We have sexy synchronized swimming. We have or sexy synchronized swimmers. Swimmers. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, let's do that. Let's do that. I, I think like, it's kind of unique we, to this I was, movie. Yeah, I was like, we should never have to use this one <laughs> any ever again. But who knows? Because I feel like I also thought that we would never For use severed penises. Severed penises. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, do you want to go first, or do you want me to go first? I could go first. Okay. Uh, all right. I would give. I'm gonna give Piranha. 3D, 2.8 out of 5 okay. sexy, synchronized swimmers. Um, funny enough, this movie was better than I thought it was going to be going into <laughs> it. <laughs> Despite the amount of shit talk I feel like I did, I was kind of pleasantly surprised watching through because I expected terrible, terrible B-movie, and it was better than that. Like, it had some moments that were fun. Um, the gore was actually pretty damn great. In places, the soundtrack kind of slaps, not going to lie. Mm-hmm. And visuals outside of, like, the very obvious 3D moments um, for a 2010 movie wasn't shot terribly. So, like, there are some good things about Piranha 3D. It's just it's still Piranha 3D at the end of the day. And, like, there are a lot of things that ended up being cons for me, a lot of things that I would switch. Um, the story is very lackluster. I didn't really like any of the characters outside of a few. So it's not my favorite thing that I've ever watched, but I will admit that I was pleasantly surprised at um, how much fun I had watching it. Mm -hmm. So although I wouldn't necessarily recommend it to people, um, I'm not upset that I watched it. And it was, in fact, a nice palate cleanser from the previous movies that we just covered. It was fun to get something a little bit more ridiculous and a little bit more fun. So Mm -hmm. all that being said, 2.8 out of 5 sexy synchronized swimmers. I will give this, I will give this a 2 out of 5 sexy synchronized swimmers. It's fine. It's it is what it is. Like it's, it, I've it never I've never seen such an it is what it is movie as Piranha <laughs> 3D because you know exactly what you are only going to watch this movie if you're in a very specific movie. So I'm going to assume that you already know what you're going into it expecting. And that's mm-hmm. exactly what you get. Like no extra fluff, no extra razzle dazzle. It is what it is. And that is good if you are in the mood for it. I will say I do think that they could have done more with this movie and made it more fun in the in-between moments simply because there are times when I was just kind of waiting for the next piranha moment or waiting to switch back to someone else's plot line. So that would be my only thing is I think they could have tweaked just the way that this one played out because it could have been funner. And mm-hmm. and 
that is not to say that the moments with the piranhas aren't because that's the best. Like you'll be, I think you'll be pleased with those moments. And I agree. It actually doesn't look too bad. Um, the piranhas, you know, look fine. So yeah, those moments are fun. The cam quick cameos are fun, but the moments in between are just, just they're whatever for me. So yeah, two synchronized, sexy, 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 two, Sexy. Synchronized swimmers out of five for me. <laughs> Very nice. I will I will also say this is one of those movies, y'all, where if you've ever been on YouTube and you've seen like, I don't know what the channel is, but they like break up a movie into clips, like the like mm-hmm. 10 best clips from oh, the movie. Oh yeah, like movie clips, I think is like what it's called. Clips <laughs> or whatever. Yeah, I think it might just be like movie clips. If you just watch the like 10 movie clips of Piranha 3D, I promise you, you probably watch the entire yeah. movie. You're good. You've got it. You've got it. (laughs) Um, But yeah, that is Piranha 3D. Let us know your thoughts on this one, homies. And also, if nothing else, uh, yeah, check out some of those clips. At least try and see if you can find the specific clip of Derek's death. If nothing else, I would highly recommend that. You have to see Derek's legs. You you just have to see them. (laughs) Highly recommend that. And then I want to hear your thoughts on that. (laughs) So if you want to talk to us about this movie and other movies, you can always talk to us on our social media. We are homies of horror on everything. Or if you'd like to email us, we are homies of horror at gmail.com. And you can email us requests, recommendations, and business inquiries. Also, we still are kicking it up in the Discord, uh, chit-chatting in there. So you can also talk to us in there about this specific movie or about anything horror-related. Hang out with the rest of the homies and come say hello. If that sounds interesting to you, the link for that is in our social media bios. And we are actually going to be streaming on Twitch today. If you're listening to this on Monday, we are back and better than ever, ready to get into more spooky games and hang out with the homies. So if you guys are able to come through this evening, we would love to see you there. The link for that is also in our social media bios. And last but not least, if you are so inclined, we would very much appreciate it if you would leave us a rating or a review. You can do both on Apple Podcasts. The more ratings and reviews we get, the better. It recommends our podcast to more listeners, and we like to hear what you guys are thinking of the show. So if you have an Apple account and can do that, we'd very much appreciate it. Or if you're listening over on Spotify, super easy to rate us. Just go up to our name, hit the star underneath, and leave a rating for us through there as well. But that is it for us today, homies. Thank you so much for letting us indulge in a little bit of light fare today. And we are excited to hop back into things next time and talk spooky stuff again. Catch you next time, homies. Bye.